Welcome to What's On Your Face, a podcast about beauty, pop culture, and all fun things on the internet. I'm Shade. And I'm MJ. Welcome. Welcome, Shade. How are you? You know, I am actually really good. I just came from the ice cream museum. The Museum of Ice Cream. The Museum of Ice Cream with my daughter and her friend and just, you know... It's really cute. It's super cute. It's like so for the gram, but then also kids really like lose their shit in there and have so much fun. Yeah. So we we went a couple weeks ago with Georgina and Charlie and the three and five and Georgina calls it New Zealand of ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) And she's constantly asking, can we go back to New Zealand of ice cream? I'm down to go with you. It'll be my fourth time going. I didn't know you got so much ice cream. Well, I mean, it makes sense. They give you a lot of ice cream. We bypass, we take, they give you, I think there's like five opportunities. We take two and then I just act like the ice cream doesn't exist for Saya. Oh. Cause I'm just like, yeah, no. That's smart. And she's like, what's here? And I'm like, nothing, not a single thing. Because then she'll, she's going to really lose her shit and I just don't have time for that. No, the museum was very cute. I got this really adorable water bottle at the end of it that was quite pricey. Yeah, it's like, I mean, all the stuff in there is like... very expensive. They should all just wear like pink ski masks <laughs> and just have guns on your face. Like, stick them up, <laughs> buy some stuff for your kids. It's like super aggressive with the pricing. I bought like a $45 plush unicorn and I was just like, no. are you... Yeah, I mean, what are you going to like... But you can buy that on Lazada. Definitely can, but you know, when she Sai is holding it, I'm just like So anything for my babe. Of course, but what I do, my tactic is I tell them, I said, Mommy will take a picture of you with this you and the item and I'll put it on your birthday list. So they think that like up in the cloud, there's this like a picture of 500 picture long list of all the things that they want. So we do it all the time. Like every week there's like 10 new images and (laughs) I just pray that they forget about it. And then when their birthday comes, they don't remember any of the pictures they've taken. Hopefully they don't and they just move on. No, they're not getting that much stuff for their birthdays. No. no, How are you though? I'm good. I'm stressed. I have a big ass stress pimple on my chin. There's a lot of things happening this week. And now this pimple is here to show for it. What are you going to put on it? I put on, okay, you're going to judge me. (laughs) I I, I received this free sample from iHerb that's called the sulfur ointment. Okay. 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 Sulfur. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I have a new found approach to these kinds of pimples, quite Buddhist actually, where Mm. I just kind of let them run its course. I find that the more you try to slap it down, it's like playing that whack-a-mole game. It's like, Mm. it's going to come out somewhere. And, you know, I've had times where I have a huge cystic coming up. I slap on everything I have on it and then it, you know, never comes to a head. But then like a week later, it'll move like a millimeter to the left and another one will pop up. Ooh. So I'm like, just get it out, do what we need to do, just let it run its course. And you know, it is what it is. You know my thing. I, like I'm all like Dr. Dennis Gross whenever I get pimples. And it, it honestly, it, I feel like it's just your skin just needs to be retexturized a bit. Like Yeah. But also because we're at home, we're not out as much. We're not seeing can, yeah. people every day. I just don't give a shit. 
I like, I got Jeff. Jeff had a pimple and I was just like, just try it. And he was just like, ugh, it's like two steps. Why do I have to do this? He did it and his pimple was gone the next day. Was it a deep pimple? It, or was, a- it, it looked gross. And then he was just like, every, the next few days, he was just like, please, where's the stuff? Do you, can I get, can I, can I get some for me? And I was just like, yes, get on this train. What it do, Dr. Dennis Gross? He's converted. <laughs> he's definitely converted. He's like, he's into it now, especially when he gets pimples. Okay. So. So we're going to do something a bit different instead of what's on your face, even though we've literally just talked about products. <laughs> what's on your TV? I think people, that's one thing people talk about so much more now, especially in COVID times is like, what are you watching? So yeah. MJ, what's on your TV? Okay. Um, I'm unashamed of my answers, but it is Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> I'm very invested in grocery store Joe. Um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because this season is just on fire. I need to get back into it. Maybe we should do like a little mini episode of Real Housewives drama because shit is getting juicy and it's like real life crime. It's real life situations. Is Dorit still Dorit? Dorit is still Dorit. Um, But so the last show is a bit more serious. It's uh, Scenes of a Marriage Okay. It's that, do you remember that um, Venice Film Festival coverage where Oscar Isaac kisses the inner arm of Jessica Chastain? Very, very, very sensual tender, and intimate. Very tender, gingerly, you know, interaction. So that, it was a PR move to promote their show. Mm. So the show, I've only watched one episode and it seems like it's like a marriage story meets the affair. It's gotcha. very serious. It's very, you know, intense, but... That's marriage. It, it's a it lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's good. What are you watching? Um, uh, I I feel like you, you're like maybe a bit like on the trashy side. I'm I, like... I'm high or low. Like I'm either one end of the spectrum or the other. I don't do anything in between. I'm like a teenage boy. I am watching Ted Lasso. My husband got me into that. I really enjoy that show. I mean, and my husband also really loves it because my husband's from Kansas City, Missouri. Mm. And so he loves all things Kansas City, Missouri. I think that's why I can't get into it. He like, it's very like, if you meet Midwest people, that's it. And so Jeff just loves it. And I was like a bit unsure about it, but then I'm like, I'm invested now. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching that. I also just finished White Lotus, which Loved. I really enjoyed. Loved. I was a little annoyed at the ending, um, but it is what it is. It was great. But And then I'm also um, always and forever Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Hmm. Rick and Morty. Rick, Rick, Rick. Anybody who's on TikTok will be like, yes, Rick, Rick, Rick. But I, I'm like a teenage boy. I love cartoons. I will never not enjoy cartoons. It's just where I live. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's on my TV. Amazing. So now let's get into beauty news. Yes. Beauty news. Beauty news. First item, drunk (laughs) elephant is entering Ulta. Ta-da! They're forecasting a hundred million in sales with Ulta Beauty Mm. in 2022. I mean, how do you feel about that? Because Drunk Elephant is like a Sephora darling. It is a Sephora darling. And Sephora, I feel very strongly that Drunk Elephant 
became Drunk Elephant through Sephora, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's just known to be a Sephora brand, and it, you like you hit it right on the head. It's a Sephora darling. Um, but you know what? Shiseido, she paid her money, and her money was $855 million. And someone's got to dance to get those coins, and it's going to be drunk, and she's going to dance for Sephora. She's going to dance for Ulta. She's going to dance in a, probably a D to C. She's going she's gonna to shake, she's gonna shake them, them drunk titties. Someone, <laughs> the money's got to come from somewhere. $855 million is a lot of money. I know, and they're moving fast. I mean, they're yep. ref- formulating there's new products my only favorite products from drunk are the baby facial and the marula but i mean it is what it is i mean so from drunk my my favorite if you had to choose if i had to choose uh probably it'd probably be baby facial which um, for people who are in Southeast Asia, you can't have it because it'll burn your face le- off. <laughs> no, it's not about it, it, tech. Well, the levels of AHA um, in baby facial is too high. So the only country in Asia that will sell it is Hong Kong. Everywhere else, it is not allowed to be sold because uh, government regulations says that it can't be. Um, but yeah, baby facial, if if I can get it smuggled in, it's probably the only the only drunk elephant I SKU. One. Do you? I'll hook you up. Yeah. I think you gave it I to me. I probably gave You're- it to you. I was gonna say I'm I'm normally like the, you are my drunk the baby connect. facial dealer. Yeah. But I mean it's you know, good for good for them and good for Shiseido. Shiseido's gotta gotta make their money back. That's dance a huge monkey investment. dance. You gotta dance. Exactly. Shake Next it. item yeah. is a company called Beauty Pie. Mm. Just secured 100 million in Series B funding. It has started. Do you know Marsha Marsha Kilgory? I do not. So she is a quote unquote serial entrepreneur. Hmm. She founded Bliss, and back in the day, Bliss was <gasps> oh. like a disruptor. She founded Soap and Glory. Okay, I do. Okay, and then flip, Fit Flop <laughs> and Sober Duper. Basically. I think people are invested in her. Mm. She has this amazing business model where she says it's Sephora meets Costco, where it's a membership. You okay. pay like, um, there's a few tiers, either $15 a month or $60 a year to buy, you know, a large range of SKUs, which she says, you know, cut out the middlemen, they're reasonably priced. And she says it's going to be huge. I mean, that's... I think that's super exciting. Sephora meets Costco is kind of an interesting way to view your business. But when you have like brand DNAs like Bliss and Soap and Glory, I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, everything that they're selling is normally normally like bigger in size, a bit bulky, like, you know, as far as like MLs or OZs, like for size. And then, you know, the packaging's quite cute. It's quite bubbly and poppy. So I think it could be... Um, I think it's an interesting way to to, to, it is. to describe your business. And she doesn't believe in brands that need marketing. Like that's her whole shtick. Ooh, well, I know a lot of people who won't want to work there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how how what does that even mean? She doesn't believe in brands, you know, having huge endorsements or paying celebrities to talk about brands, um, big marketing campaigns. She's yeah, she's hardcore. Go Marsha. Go Marsha. Get those coins. That's a huge amount of funding. Good for her. Good for her. I have a slight update on one of my favorite news topics, which is Koti. Uh, are we so going down a- as we Just a quick update. Mm. So as we know, Cody owns CoverGirl, Rimmel, Max Factor, Kylie Jenner. 
uh, beauty, <laughs> Kylie Cosmetics Kylie. and KKW. KKW. Mm-hmm. So they just put out a couple articles saying that they are confident that their investment in celebrity um, and franchi- luxury licenses is going to pay off. And they listed down the reasons why. I mean, they own the franchise uh, licenses for Marc Jacobs Beauty, Calvin Klein, Burberry, Gucci, Chloe, Alexander McQueen, and Bottega. You know, these things come in a cycle. Mm. They sure do come in a cycle, but I mean, I, I don't. I just don't know if you could really, if that's if these brands are really enough to kind of have them be as big as they. Want to be. If they launched a Bottega fragrance right now in like a really beautiful bubbly bottle, they would kill it. And so, you know, they invest in Gucci Beauty, Burberry. I feel like I'm I, into it. I'm not convinced. Okay, fine. You're, you're not convinced. <laughs> I, and I just, I, I just think that like after everything that's happened with them, with that whole scandal with Kylie Cosmetics, I'm just not... I mean, I hope that they can bounce back. I'm just not. Have you seen the reviews of the new Kylie formulation? Uh, a lot of people. Ha- yeah, I have seen actually a few of the reviews. And some people are saying it's the same as mm. what it was before. And some people are saying it's not as good. Yeah. So, I've, I've seen the ones where they say it's not as good. They do like side-by-side tests, comparisons, and mm. it's a totally different formulation. The packaging is not as cute. And I've seen, I've seen a lot of... I think I saw Maguela, and then I saw this other guy. Michaela Noguera. Michaela Noguera, yeah. Yes. And then I saw this other influencer. I can't remember his name, but a lot of people are just kind of like, meh. Yeah, like I want the old Kylie cosmetics back. Yeah, but I mean, you can't have what's not yours. Kylie's lesson learned. (laughs) So my last item for beauty news that Mm. segues really nicely to our main segment is... I don't know if you remember this, this craze called uh, Bama Rush Bama on TikTok. Rush. I'm from Alabama. You're I'm not go- from Alabama. I'm going to, I'm, I'm Delta Phi Sigma Psi. <laughs> <laughs> so to give, to give context for people who don't know, there was this viral TikTok content a few weeks ago. It seems like years ago, like in TikTok years. Yeah. But basically school started in America and in university. Rush started. Rush started correct. Rush started. So um, sororities, fraternities would have their rush process, which is essentially their recruitment process yes. for new students. And there's a bunch of like cryptic events called like um, bid day. Yeah. Pref. There's bid day, there's pref. It's basically... Philanthropy, which they called philanthropy. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically sororities and fraternities for like people who aren't as familiar with it. It's basically a sisterhood or a brotherhood that you either have like... To pay for. You're paying for friends. You're paying for it, but there is like if you... There's legacy. So like if your family, your mom or your dad were in this sorority or in this fraternity, you have legacy, meaning you do have a higher chance of getting in. Um, it is for some people, especially if you have legacy, it can be very damning to you if you don't get into the sorority that like your mom and your grandma and your cousins and everybody went into. So it's for some people in really like smaller towns or like more Southern states, it is really very much everything. I know a few women who were in the black sororities, um, you know, a lot of the Kappas and things like that. And it's very... It's definitely a sisterhood and it's definitely something that you, like the people that I know are in their 40s and they still are running around like skew, which is like a, right. and they're very, it's very serious. And I know some guys, you know, my husband was in a fraternity 
um, not a, a not a, not a black fraternity, but I know you know he was in just like I don't know like a regular like white people one. I don't, I don't actually know. Yeah, they're mostly white people. <laughs> well, but there's white a few. People, but yeah. like the black fraternities, there's like Q dogs and you know whatever, and they're very serious and they have like dances and for all life. Kind of, for, it's a lifer thing. It's a so lifer it's thing. very serious. I I mean I know that people make fun of it, but I get it. I get the like excitement yeah. around being a part of something. And so this thing went viral because mm. I guess, you know, people in their 30s, people in their 40s, you know, 50s, they were all brought back to the moment when they were in university. I mean, yeah. it's a very niche thing, but it just took off like wildfire. Every So basically these um, sorority chicks who were pledging or rushing, whatever, they would come on multiple times a day and just post about their outfits, where their <laughs> necklaces from, where their <laughs> earrings were from, where their dresses were from and the shoes. And it would just, just like a mix of amateur. Amazon, Shein, Normal. Like, my name's Ashley. Top is from Shein. Lulu. Bottoms are from Brandon Mayville. Uh, necklace is from also Shein and shoes. Exactly. It was just like and it's so, fit check is what they call it. it. It's crazy. I mean, outfit of the day. But the earned media value of this. Huge. Four million in earn. Okay, so to, to, to put that in perspective, okay, earned media value is like the ROI of PR and marketing activities. Mm. And okay, so let's take a big campaign. So Coach, uh, the latest campaign from Coach was just called Coach TV. It had Jennifer Lopez, Megan Thee Stallion. That earned media value is about 3.8 million a month. Wow. So Bama Rush for the two weeks that it was on. Was a fair bit. Was a fair bit. I mean, that's it, it ran. How I don't actually know how long this like rush and I don't know how the process works, but it just seemed like it was a really long time where everybody was just like exhausted, just looking in their cameras, screaming about the <laughs> shit they were wearing, which I didn't. I was sad when it ended because I was invested <laughs> and I followed the girls and the girls that got into the Kappa Zeta whatever, and a lot of girls didn't make it. I felt Aww. for them, and you know the Kappa Zeta girls were like the cool girls of Bama Rush TikTok. I'm sure they were. And then they just made somebody else's life miserable the next year when they got to watch people rush as well. So that, I mean, I guess it's giving people an insight to what people are wearing, the brands that are super popular. Um, I know there's a bit of com- like stuff floating around about Brandy Mayville, which is like the the fashion line. Oh yeah, it's problematic. It's super problematic as far as like them not wanting to hire anybody who's like, you know, has a little meat on their bones or any, you know, anybody who's like a person of color. But I think the biggest one that came out of this was the fact that everybody and their mama was wearing Shein. Shein, that's right. And I mean, fast fashion and Gen Z are inseparable. So then let's segue to dun, da, 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 dun, da, da, da. our main segment, which is about Shein and She Glam. Yeah. So Shein is the TikTok of e-commerce. I mean, is it? I just feel like it Shein is, is the, just... It's the fastest growing e-commerce company in the world. It's number two to Amazon. It they do 10 billion in revenue last year and it's mm. growing <laughs> growing it's based in china but exclusively sells only to outside of china oh really yeah there's no shein in china 
Well, probably because they have like real clothes in China there and the Xi'an clothes aren't real. So what I think, so if you've been to China, you've probably been to a market. Mm. In Beijing, they had one called Yasho. And you go there and you can buy anything like, you know, phone cases and, you know, charging cables, accessories, you know, a lot of fake and counterfeit products or inspired products, sunglasses, jeans, clothes, coats everything for a ridiculously low cost. Exactly. And to me, Shein is just, you know, someone e-commerceified that model and those products and it's doing so well. It's number one in the world for web traffic in the fashion category. It's... I mean, it's... I see the appeal of it. So I'll tell you now. It's so cheap. Shein got me. Shein got about $80 out of my pocket. Okay. So what did you get? I bought five things. I bought like two, I bought a, a jumper. I bought a play suit or not jumper, um, like a, like a long, like a, yeah, like a jumper, a play suit, um, a top. And That's then like, so much a already. Jumper, a play suit, a top. And then, oh no, two play suits and a top. Um, how was the the quality? The quality is not really there. But what did you pay for them? Like how much was the average value? So price? The average value of everything was, I think like anywhere between 10 and like $17. Wow. So it was super cheap. Cheaper than Forever 21. Cheaper than Forever 21, I would say. And on top of that, like once you download the app every day, it's telling you, guess what? If you spend $80, you can get $30 off. And then it's like, hey, again, maybe if you spend $50, I'll give you $10 off. Like they just continue to give you coupons and coupons and coupons, yep. which tells me as like somebody who, you know, works in like the e-commerce omni space, when you're spending like that, you're not even worried about profitability. You're just worried about like getting new people, like getting me to spend that first it's dollar. It's about addictiveness. Exactly. exactly. And I just... I, I, you know, I did it just to be like, cause it, like a few people in my office were like, oh, this is from Shein, Shein. And I was just like, okay, let me like see what it's all about. I would, I wouldn't spend, I wouldn't spend a nickel there if, if you just would not, mm. it's just not my thing. I, for online shopping, I am a huge fan of ASOS, which when I hear how much Shein is growing, it makes me sad for ASOS. Cause that's like my bae. I get like a, so many clothes from ASOS. But it's not as cheap as Shein. It's it, not, but the quality is significantly better it's from better. ASOS. But if you're a 13 year old, you know, like if you're Gen oh, you Z or, or Gen Alpha, you don't give a shit. And no. if something comes, you know, like the average price of things on there, like there's $2 tops, $5 yeah. jeans, $17 coats and dresses. It's ridiculously cheap. But then they have this like super skinny, gorgeous Russian looking woman with like obviously fake titties modeling it. And yeah. every time I look at that, I'm just like, first of all, I know I'm not going to look like that when I wear this. <laughs> she looks outstanding. But for $5, you're willing to take the gamble. Not anymore. Well, no, but we're, we're not the yeah, target Yeah, I'm not market. the target. Yeah, true no. story. So Shein is very secretive. There's only four images of the founder, Chris Xu, on mm. Google. He has a background in SEO. And there's no oh. interviews, no articles. So basically, Shein... The original name in 2015 mm -hmm. was She Inside. Ooh. 
She inside of what? <laughs> she inside of who? Who? She inside of where? So they changed that. Okay, so back then, um, she inside only sold wedding dresses. Get out of town. So they sold them to the foreign market. And so a wedding dress in the U.S., you know, does top the line. I mean, not top of the line, a normal one, which mm. is, you know, $2,000, let's say. Okay. If she inside would sell them for 200 that is a, I, you know what? I think getting what, like selling cheap wedding dresses, there's such a, I can see people getting involved of in course. that. Of course. But like these prices to a, to a Chinese person, you know, is, they're normal. But mm. for a foreigner, we're just like, wow, that is just out of control cheap because we're used to all the marketing, all the overhead yeah. costs. But, you know, this is a normal price for a Chinese consumer. Mm. Interesting. I didn't actually know that. It's um, that it would be $200 for a wedding dress. But I mean, yeah, that's a that's a really interesting in. And I'm sure this founder saw that and then was like, wait a minute. So this why founder- Why stop at wedding dresses? Why, exact, why stop at wedding dresses? He then switched the business model to exclusively sell everything under the sun um, abroad. Mm. They're a little bit shady though, because a while ago on their website, they said on the About Us page that it was founded by a group of fashion lovers in North Brunswick, New Jersey. That's what it <laughs> and says. And that's just a blatant lie. Lie. Correct. Correct. Maybe it's like ideas from people in Jersey. I mean, they're oh. stealing ideas from everyone, like under the sun. So that it's technically not. I mean, there's ways, it, like marketing, what's marketing, yeah? So they've removed that. Oh, okay. they've, they've removed that. And now on their About Us page, there's like this multinational like team picture. It looks, they, the picture is like about 30, 20, 30 people, and it looks like it's a startup. But, you know, Probably. I find it- Do you think they got models to take the pictures? A hundred percent. It's yeah. not the real people. Hondo. But yeah. I would love to get an inside scoop on what- the company is like because within okay so every day they have about you know tens of thousands of new products every single day mm -hmm. and what they do is they basically take real-time search data on google on other fashion websites on their own and they you know like if you're searching for crop gingham top somewhere else on google they can make that top from design to production in five to seven days whoa yes i mean uh, so their operations seem a little bit sketchy, and there was a, a recent um, article saying that Shein has not provided its um, logistics, you know, detail, saying that we don't use child labor. We like everything we do. I don't buy that. I mean, they're sorting it out now. Yeah, but I mean, while they're sorting it out, tiny children' hands are stitching. Well, allegedly, stitching sneakers and gluing pallets inside. Of, we of, we for don't know. For she glam. We don't know. Come and on. There's no information on Shein. Girl, I mean, I mean, if Nike was getting into to shit like what ten years ago for having like tiny eight year old Mexican children make their soccer balls, and this is Nike, a reputable company which got a load of shit for it, and rightfully so because that was deplorable what they were doing in Mexico. If that's what Nike was doing, she ends out here using children's tears to, to process the yeah. product. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, well Nike 
aims to be a beloved brand. Shein doesn't give a shit. Shein, <laughs> exactly. Shein's strategy is to remain storyless. So what they do is Shein UK, Shein Middle East, they have a totally different assortment or look and feel. Mm. And they approach influencers and KOLs to kind of make Shein their own. So speaking of influencers and KOLs, is anybody like, the you know, because you have people like Fashion Nova who, you know, Fashion Nova, their marketing strategy was, I want to put Cardi B. She was like, I can buy designer, but this Fashion Nova fits. Like that was- <laughs> And that, Fashion Nova's fast. And Fashion Nova is fast. So is, is, is Shein then saying, all right, do we have any celebrities? Because I mean, they got Cardi B. I think they paid her- I don't know how much money to put that into she her song. Chris Jenner was was running around saying Fashion Nova fits. Yeah. All the little Instagram thotties are running around yeah. talking about Fashion Nova. The Kardashians Nova. definitely had a stake in Fashion Nova. For sure. For Shein, the list of people they've worked with is Katy Perry, Katy Perry, Little Nas X, Rita Ora, <gasps> Hailey Bieber, Addison Ray, Yara Shahidi. Oh no. So all these people are like repping Shein. Yes. Oh my gosh, Addison Rae is quite. She's quite on the uh, big right now. But I'm wondering how. I'm wondering how long that's gonna last. Because I heard her movie. He, he's the. Oh, I want to watch that. It's on Netflix. I heard it was trash, but I don't know. Um, I didn't know that they had so many. Like, not even. These are like proper celebrities. Proper celebrities. And so now Shein has just recently launched a fashion design contest where the judges are Jenna Lyons, Chloe Kardashian, Laura Panton, Christian Siriano. Oh, they got Christian Siriano. Yeah, like clout. This clout. is clouty. That is. Uh, maybe the material will be better, but the stuff that I got in the mail, girl, mm. straight to the dumpster, unfortunately. Yeah. And I've heard all of like the vintage shops are getting like just chucked full of Shein well, clothes. Well, fast fashion is the worst thing for the environment. But anyways, it's like Gen Zs, they don't give, they a, don't shit. give a shit. They don't give a shit. They do. They do give a shit, but they don't give a shit. Do you know what I mean? That's like the, I mean, they're going to be every generation. And I'm sure the, the Gen Zs what, will like, talk about. Like the Republican side of Gen Zs don't give a shit. But then like the Greta Thunberg side of Gen Zs <laughs> really give a shit. Yes. It's even more like exactly. separated. Yeah. Like it's like one side is like, shut up, you snowflake and just sort it out. And then and the other side is my like, my necklace is from people. Shein. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's two sides of it. So let's see how this plays out. Yeah, I guess we'll have to all just stay tuned. We'll keep you updated. Yes. So okay. next... Our obsession. What are you obsessed with this week? Things we're obsessed with. Um, you know, I'm like, I have a, I'm a stickler for my SPF and I kind of been using the same thing for a long time, which don't get me wrong. I'm obsessed with Supergoop. Really like Dr. Dennis Gross's, um, their SPF as well, and every uh, everyday humans. But this new brand, they've been around for a little bit of time called Ultraviolet. Mm. Um, they have an SPF called Screen Queen, and it comes in like, a, it's like in a bottle. It's a very like creamy, almost like, it's like a liquid texture, comes with a dropper, and it really just goes on. Like it feels like- you, Like a serum sunscreen? It's like a serum sunscreen almost, but it's your last step. So I'm still obviously- like doing like a light moisturizer and putting that on top. And I just feel like my, you know, your makeup goes on so much easier and it doesn't feel sticky. It actually doesn't feel like you're wearing anything. What's the dry down? 
Um, I feel like it takes not very long at all to dry. Like it just it really kind of absorbs into your skin really quickly. I'm like a huge, I'm a huge, huge fan of it. Honestly, it was sitting in on my shelf for a little. And then I was just like, let me just try something different. Cause you know, what some of you might not know is MJ, even though she seems like she's quite calm and chill, she's a shady boots. And she's always like, stop talking about super game all the time. It's like something it. new. Oh, oh my I like God. what I like. Okay. You like what you like. And I'm glad, I'm proud of you Thank for you. choosing. Give me my flowers. <laughs> I so, will snap for you. Yes. <laughs> so I'm trying ultraviolet screen queen. I actually really, really enjoy it. So it's like my new, my new obsession. And, we will link it. And now you're going to probably give me shit and me like try something else. Cause I'm going to talk about this for like the next Fine. year. At maybe. least it's not super goop. <laughs> super goop is amazing. Okay. Enough. What are you obsessed with MJ? My product of the week is a herbal medicine, an herbal syrup. Um, it's this really old Hong Kong made herbal syrup that is in like every single Asian supermarket in Southeast Asia. And it's made with a fruit called loquat. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but it's L-O-Q-U-A-T. It's a little orange fruit. And so basically this syrup is so good for sore throats and coughs. It's 400 years old. It was used in the Qing dynasty. Royalty in China have used it for like, you know, 400, 500 years. And it just like is so thick and it coats your entire throat. Jason Mraz uses it and swears by it before what? performances. It's it's a cult item. And I'm now sharing that with all of you guys. Shout out to the Qing Dynasty. I'm interested. And that's it. Awesome. Well, guys, that wraps up an episode of What's On Your Face. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, please go ahead and follow us or give us five stars. Please, five stars only. And also want to give a fun little shout out to our amazing producer from Splicecast, good old Kenny G. <laughs> Thank you so much for producing our show, Kenny. Um, and also, please make sure to follow us on social media to get a bit more fun stuff at what's on your face underscore. We're like, I'm working on our uh, TikTok also at what's on your Stay face. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.